Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Today is titled, Love is Close. And specifically, three areas we're going to look at is that God is close. We got to stay close to God. We got to stay close to ourselves and we got to stay close to people. Think about it. In this season, it's the very opposite of close. There's social distancing, right? You even see that in how we're seated here. We're scattered. We aren't close. And then even when we are close, we don't really let people get close to us. Come on, fair? Why? Because we've been hurt a lot. And even when we let God get close to us, we might let him get close enough to smell us, but we won't really want him to get close because when he's so close, that means he sees everything. And it's uncomfortable to let people get close. I had a friend stay at my house and he was one of my best, he is one of my best friends and he was in a period of a really low time. He was homeless and we kind of, you know, did the whole like, hey, you can stay here for a week and let's get you uh, kind of back on your feet. And let me tell you this, when he left, it took a week to get the smell out of the house because that's how bad it was. I use that illustration because God gets close in the worst of situations. You might think, well, I got to get cleaned up to get with God. No. He's closer than the air we breathe on our best days, but on our worst days. Let's look at 1 John 4. Now, John is always got this love theme. In our month, if you've been a part of it, if not a little recap, we started with, man, God's love is felt. It's not something that you just logically got to understand. You can feel God's love. And you know when somebody loves you, you can feel it. But he loves you enough that when you're feeling his love, he's going to tell you the truth. So if we love people, you can't let them walk in the middle of a firing kind of zone and, and not tell them, whoa, the dangers, like the bad news of sin, but the good news of Jesus Christ. It's heard, the good news. And today, well, the good news, yeah, when we're in Christ, but it is a message of being close, that we got to stay close to God. Look at this. It says, and we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. Keep that up. We have come to know. What have we come to know? That it's very easy to get in. Jesus says, anybody come, come. It's very easy to get in. Come, come. And to believe that the love of God is for anyone. But to stay in God is one that is a position to remain in that love. And to remain in that love is hard. Because real love leans in. Real love sees everything. Real love confronts. Real love instructs. Real love is disciplined. 
And so, yes, it's easy to get in. There's nothing we can add to it or take away from the finished work of Christ. But I think the reason it's hard to remain is because to remain, you know what we got to do? We got to die to self a lot. I mean a lot. I would dare venture if you and I sat down, and as soon as we got to a tough topic, you know what would happen? You'd begin to squirm, just like I do. And we'd say things like this, but did God really, you know, but, but, I think, I feel. I don't want to think or feel when it comes to God. I want to remain in what he wants. And he says to pick up his cross daily. Like that's somebody who's following Christ, to pick up the cross daily. And so following Jesus' love is one that is hard, but it is such a good word. Galatians chapter 4 puts it this way. So city life, if we're saying, hey, but now since you know God, or rather you have become known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elements? Sin is so overrated. Don't turn back to the nonsense. Like we know God, but rather we've become known by God. I love that phrase because to be known by God takes time. It takes being vulnerable, brave and courageous to be still to say, you know, God, I'm feeling afraid, frustrated, angry. And you know what happens sometimes when we slow down? I went on a walk in the middle of these trails that they've made by our house, and they went on for a while. There's some science that if, if the goal that if you don't know the end of something, that you'll, you'll get curious and just you'll go to another point. So if you're, you know, if you're out running and you're like, well, uh, I'm just going to go around that block and see what's there. But if you keep doing that, you'll go way farther than you think. But if you think about the, the, the you know, I want to run 30 miles, it's so much. Well, in the spirit of curiosity, I'm walking a pass one curve and to another, and then I find myself past another street and seeing trees I'd never seen because this trail is new. But on that trail, what I realize is once I slow down, more of me comes out because I'm getting close with myself in those moments. It's like these retreats, when we take them, as you slow down, what comes out of you is what has been suppressed. And God's love is so close to unlock. Uh, and I pray today is the beginning of that, that we would be known by God, to really let him know us, to slow down enough and say, God, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. To be able to stand up on our own two feet when no one else is there. If the whole world turns away to the worthless, uh, the elements in these weak options, then we're just going to say, Jesus, take my life. Okay, well, if we're making that commitment, I want to be known by God on a deep level. Let's rewind and go back to Galatians 3 and look at how this begins. And this is talking about the promise that, that was promised to Abraham and that now we're in because of Jesus Christ. For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. Baptisms are right around the corner here, November 7th. If you haven't went public for what has taken place already, being born again, man, I would encourage you to do so. That is a celebratory day to say, I am 
Christ's, I'm born again, to tell the whole world, to be clothed in Christ. There is no Jew or Greek. This is where you're starting to get unity, no matter uh, our background, our gender, slave or free, male or female, since you are all what? All what? What? We're one. Thank you, my wife. What are we? We're all one. Come on. We're all what? What? We're all what? It's okay to say something. I know that our region is, you know, if you've noticed, if you travel to little other parts of the country, we're just turned down. We are not all the way up. Like, we're just, go drive through some of the Lansing houses. I mean, just, just drive through our region. Midwest is not like the South. South's like, hey, how you doing, brother? Here. You know? But I think God wants to get your voice unlock a little bit because we're all one, but we're not feeling this in our day-to-day. We're not one, for real. Let's be honest. This is the hardest thing in our time right now. We're not one. Where are we one in? There's only one person in only one place. It's the king in the kingdom of God that we can be one in. And if you belong to Christ, get this, then you are Abraham's seed. Heirs according to the promise. What God's saying there is, hey, this story started way, way long ago. You're in. The promise God gave to Abraham. God was close with Abraham. and God's love has continued. And the promise he gave them then is for us here now. Well, what kind of promise? Let's go back. Let's go around this little corner. Let's get more curious. Genesis 12, the Lord said to Abram, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. As for me, here's my covenant with you in Genesis 17. Here he's talking to him again. You will become the father of many nations. He's making a promise that he wouldn't see in his lifetime, but that would continue through him. That God is looking to redeem all of humanity through a human and through the tribe, it's tribes of Israel and the people uh, of the Jewish people that eventually would be for all the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. But this promise to Abraham is for me and you here today. You will become the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful and will make nations and kings come from you and to you and your future offspring. Look in verse eight. I will give the land where you are residing in the land of Canaan as a permanent possession. I will be their God. We get super excited when we know we're gonna get something. Last week, we used the example example when Ashley won the Tesla. And friend, let's be real for a moment. If I told you, hey, I got a million dollars for you, Tuesday, just meet me at Starbucks at nine. Yo, who's coming? <laughs> hey, I got a Bible study, Tuesday, 9 a.m., Starbucks, who's coming? Like, real talk, we can say it, dude, but I think we turn back to the weak and the worthless elements too quick. And we don't recognize what God promised Abraham We have today in Christ. We have a possession that can't be taken. We have a kingdom that is fully here through Jesus Christ, through me and you. 
And one day our king will return. And that's what we're reminding ourselves today. So as that story continues back, or as, the, uh, as, as it goes back in Galatians chapter 4, look at this. We're going in verse 1, Galatians 4. It says, so now that I say, as long as the heir is a child, he differs in no way from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. Instead, he is under guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. Now, an heir is going to get the inheritance from the family, whether it's an appointed for a time alive or after death. And what is being said here is what was promised to Abraham, that he would have all of the promised land. He would, be, he would have all of the blessings of the nations of people that has now, we are heirs, we're in this. Instead, he, he is under guardians and trustees set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elements of the world. And when the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his sons into our hearts, crying, what? Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. But in the past, since you didn't know God, you were enslaved to the things by nature and not God's. By now, since you know God, or rather you have become, where we started, known by God, how can you turn your back to the weak and worthless elements? Do you want to be a slave to them all over again? Uh, and, and it talks about, hey, you can't add to the finished work of Christ. Look at this. Look, you, verse 10. You are observing special days, months, season, and years. I am fearful for you that perhaps my labor for you has been wasted. And I highlighted, um, bolded there at the end, the labor has been wasted because city life, here's the thing. Love the city week is cool, but if we don't continue to remain in God and be known by God, it's labor wasted. In the letter here, it's reminding us that what we have in Jesus is better than a week. The promise that God gave to Abraham is ours. We're in. Because of Jesus and the appointed time that Jesus came. And that love that is so close that now we could cry out, what? Abba. Intimate or reverent. There's monastic uh, prayer, which is time of being silent before God. If you've ever been to pr some prayer circles or prayer events, you'll realize there's different forms of prayer. Um, sometimes people chant. Sometimes people yell. yell sometimes people, uh, you know, talk in languages no one's ever heard before. There's many different, like, expressions of prayer. But one of the, the expressions of prayer, the monastic prayer, they'll, they will breathe in and just say, Abba, Father. So Abba, Father, as they exhale. Abba, Father. That's too many syllables for me. So I've adapt, uh, uh, adapted this in my prayer time. And maybe it's just because I can't think of enough things to pray and, and, and I, I'm not elaborate enough, but I think this will free somebody that God's closer than the air you breathe. And then when you breathe, you're remembering that you can cry out the same thing Jesus cried out. And so I just do, Abba. So I'm like, try it as you breathe in, in your own mind. 
啊啊啊 ！I think what takes place there, what remaining in Christ looks like, is remembering that He's closer than the air we breathe. So a few things that I think today will help us to stay in God, to be known by God, to remain in God, to not let this love be for a month, but to be people that are resilient. Is number one, be close to God, or rather, let Him be close to you. And as we're close to God, friend, it is crazy because our sin reeks, it smells really bad. But He's not here to judge you or condemn you. He's here to love you and to change. Love you, love you. You can't hide from God. And we get in those moments when we're with God, and I think it's fair to say, God, where are you at? I think we'll all go through those journeys, those seasons. Where are you at? <laughs> Have you ever felt like, God, prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Prove you're real. Prove it. Prove it. My favorite verse for proving it is, Romans 5, chapter, uh, or chapter 5, verse 8. Look at this. God proves his own love for us. <laughs> this is so good. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we smelled the worst, he died for us. This never gets old, ever. Ever. I'm not advocating you get a tattoo, but if you're going to get a tattoo, maybe this would be a good one to get. Just read it every day. Every single day. Look at how it continues in verse 9. How much more then, since we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from wrath? For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? That we were enemies in our sin. But because of God and Jesus, we will be rec- reconciled. And secondly, stay close to yourself. Really close to yourself. To date yourself. There's a clip where T.D. Jake says, the reason he's so confident is because he's dated himself for so long. I mean, really date yourself. I don't know if you love yourself, because loving yourself is the hardest thing. It is hard to accept, because you know all your flaws, right? Like, you know everything. Behind the camera, you know all of the things about you. You can fake it from somebody else, but you know it all. But as you're letting God love you, he loves you. He doesn't want you to hide any of yourself. He wants you to bring all of that out. He wants the purpose of you to be revealed and walked out. You're his workmanship. You're his masterpiece. That's why next month, we're going to spend the whole month talking about the purpose. God, why am I here? What do you have for me? What's my purpose on this planet? Because Galatians 4.9, we are known by God. He knows you better than you know yourself. So stay close to him, but stay close to yourself. And the number three, this one's tough. Stay close to the people. 
Because if we don't have all three of these, we'll get off. We won't be able to sit on the chair. It takes three legs to be able to sit. Three. We need God. He's a source to everything. We need God to transform us so that we know that we're uniquely engrafted in and we're heirs and we're sons and we're daughters and he loves me. But out of that place, I need to know people too because it is connected. Love God, love people. Now, if you're too close to the people, you'll lose yourself. And sometimes you won't do what God wants you to do because you'll be doing what they want you to do. Right? Loving people and being close to people is extremely challenging. But if we're close to God, we'll realize he wants to be close to us, so we'll start to receive his love, that that love is close. And then naturally, we'll want to be close to people that are in our life. What are the people in our life? How are they thinking? How are they feeling? What are they saying? Maybe you're a little tired on the journey today. Either you're too close to people or you're too in your own head. And I'm, I'm not sure we could ever not be too close to God or rather him be too close to us. So that's the cornerstone is God. But the other pieces are me and we, us. I want to pray for us right now. Father, in this room, There's hurt, there's worry, there's frustration, there's pain and anger. There's doubt, confusion. And that's exactly what you want to get close to right now. That while we were sinners, you died for us. Not that we just know you, God, but we're known by you. And right now, since we're known by you, I pray through the Holy Spirit, God, that your love gets so close to every person from the sound of my voice. That through the blood of Jesus, we have access with the Father to be close. There's no gap. There's no barrier. There's no curtain. There's no temple. <laughs> it's easy to get in. Christ overthrew the tables. He came and he bought the way. He paid so you and me could be close. And if someone's on the outside looking in, all they got to do is say Jesus and it's easy to get in. And then once they're in, God, you want all of us. You want to reside. We want to remain. And so today we make a prayer to remain. We want to be people that remain through the storm. People that remain and don't turn to the weak and worthless elements of the world. God, give us a vision of how great your love is. That we can cry out, Abba, Father. You're closer than the air we breathe. And secondly, God, I pray right now that we will let you in as we date ourselves. Get close to yourself right now. What do you like? What do you like? 
Don't feel shame. God's right there clothing you. Who are you trying to impress? Where do you feel a lack or weaken? Stay close to yourself. Stay close to your own conviction. What are the tears you shed? What are the unheard kind of fears and anxieties that you carry? What are the dreams that you've buried so deep that today maybe wants to awake? And then lastly, God, we want to be close to the people. This one stings because loving people is hard. But we don't love people to get their approval or to gain your approval. We love people because you're loving us. We love people because you're not judging us. We love people because you're not condemning us. And so I pray in this room that the increased uh, capacity to love people would grow right now in the power, in the name of Jesus Christ, and that we will know that your love is closer than the air we breathe. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. If you believe it, amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.